welcome back to Sir TV. We're continuing our conversation with Mema Lorato Wakomon Takwana. Um, she, now we're talking about something else. Our last episode we were talking about leadership, just tapping into her, um, her experience and as well as her journey on leadership and how we can do better as leaders. But today we're going to be talking about her transition from corporate to entrepreneurship. Wow. <laughs> you are yeah. now an entrepreneur. Yes. Welcome back, ma'am. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, we're going to continue with our conversation, but this time we're talking about your transition. Why the transition from corporate to entrepreneurship? Very good question. So, one of the things I subscribe to is that every corporate deserves turnover of leaders. Mm. Every corporate deserves that. Yes, yes. As I said in the last episode, mm. being a leader doesn't mean it's about you. Yeah. There's a point at which you have done what you could. Yes. You've done and your time. You've done your time. Mm. It's time for somebody else to come in and do their time. Yeah. And for me, that's anywhere between five and seven years. Yeah. Max seven years. Mm. So I had been with FNB for six years. Mm. Um, I moved out of FNB Botswana to South Africa for another two years. Mm -hmm. uh, a total of actually more than 12 years in first rank group. Yes. It was time. Yeah, just time. Just time to, to do other things. Mm -hmm. So I sort of thought about what did I enjoy in this journey mm -hmm. of over 30 years in, in banking? Yeah. And I realized that I enjoyed most um, working with women. Mm. I was at my best time when I worked with women leaders. Yeah. So I thought I was going to actually start something on women leadership. Mm -hmm. I registered a company called Whale, W-A-L-E. Mm -hmm. Whale as it's going to be very big, mm. but it stood for Women Academy Leadership Excellence. Mm. It was going to be about women. And I registered it. Mm -hmm. uh, it was, there was just a dream around this, yes. this way. Empowering women. Empowering women. Building the next leaders. leaders. Uh, women actually make good leaders. I, I, another, another story for another episode. So, um, however, there was just one thing that bothered me. I had to build this thing as in the infrastructure, um, the content, all of this. And then I thought, when I wake up in the morning uh, while I'm building this thing, what am yeah. I going to do? Mm. So I thought, buy a business so that the business can continue keeping you busy yes. while you are slowly building yes, this thing. Yes, and yes. that's how I bought uh, Solidary. Oh, is that right? Yes. Okay, so you are now the owner of Solidary. I'm now the owner of Solidary. How is it going? It's going very well in one way, challenging yeah, in other ways. Mm -hmm. And... Huge growth in all ways. Yes. Yes. So, so I bought Solidary in 2016. I left First Rand in um, May 2016. Mm -hmm. And Gravitas Investments, which is the holding company for Solidary, was born on the 1st of June 2016. Oh, that was a short one. I never, I never. <laughs> you clearly so, didn't have time to think about it. <laughs> I literally... Left first rent to go and clean up Solidary. Yes. So uh, did you raise any funding? No, I didn't. Um, I'd been working for over 30 years. Yes. So one of the things that you must do as a leader mm -hmm. is, is 
when you are saying I need to be here for seven years and I need to do something different, mm -hmm. prepare yourself for it. Financially. Financially. Mm -hmm. So I didn't have to look for funding yes. at that point. Yeah. Um, and when you are a banker, you know not to look for funding when you start something. Yeah. Especially when, when you're you starting know. a new entrepreneur. <laughs> when you're you, a banker, you know you shouldn't you, go to the you bank. You shouldn't go to the <laughs> bank. You should actually first understand this baby yeah. before you go to the bank. Because the bank will ask you a lot of questions. Yeah. You yourself don't know yeah. what's going to happen. Yeah. So you first need to understand this thing. The business first. This baby. Then you can probably borrow to grow it. If, then, if need yes. Be. Yes. Or, or even uh, borrow to put back the funds that you need to use for something else. Yes, yes. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't do any, any, any borrowing. I funded it myself. Yeah. Actually, touching on that, on the importance of making sure that your personal finances are in order, mm -hmm. which is actually the main part of the show. Mm -hmm. um, you know, especially if you're going to decide that I'm retiring yes. or I am... It's time for me to move mm -hmm. um, in your personal finance. Okay, can we just emphasize on the importance of that? Retirement planning. Mm -hmm. So it was always my dream to retire at 50. Yeah. My former boss retired at 45. Well, my very first boss who got me into first rent retirement was 45. Mm -hmm. No, actually, before even she got 40 to 45, I think she was 42 or something. Yes, yes. And I was in awe. I was like, when I That's grow possible. up, I want to be yes. like her. Yeah, yeah. You know? So I, I had set myself a vision to retire at 50. Mm. So I knew that when I retired at 50, and I, I must be in a space where I can choose to do whatever it is that I want to do. So you need to plan when you are still young. Yeah. And you, you do that by savings. Mm -hmm. uh, I did that by putting away anything that I could put away, yeah. be it in bonuses that I was earning or shares that I was earning, I was not spending them. Yes, I was investing them. I was investing them for mm. the future, mm. for the future of this dream that I was going to, to go into. Yeah. So that is key. That is key. It gives you flexibility. You don't start mm. with... And freedom. Yeah. And freedom. Yeah. And, you know, you don't start with this thing that you are carrying called debt yeah. on your back. Absolutely. Uh, because that's a tough place to be when you're on day one. Of building, especially entrepreneurship, especially <laughs> entrepreneurship, because you're going to be paying yourself a lot and paying, having to pay other employees and not paying yourself, not paying yourself, but you need to eat. Yes, so it, yes. so investing is very necessary. Yes. Yeah, investing yes. well and using money well. Um, exactly. Yeah. So how did you build a customer base? Okay, so I, was, I bought an existing business, mm -hmm. and um, I was blessed in the sense that because I was in, from corporate. I knew all the big players. Yeah. I knew the directors of big organizations. Mm. I had interacted with them. They knew me by first name. Yeah. So I used that. But guess what? Mm. I went to one and I said, oh, wow, guess what? I've, I've just bought this business. These are my plans. Yes. Wah, 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 like we do in corporate. Yes. And then he looked at me and he said, you've bought a broken business. Ah, you bought a shell, basically. <laughs> Not really a shell. He yeah. said to me, look, your products... Uh, your logistics, you don't, your, your, your people, yeah. you don't deliver on time. Ah. Uh, you are on the watch list, actually. <laughs> yeah, this, this, is, this is another retailer or? Uh, this is another retailer. So, mm. so he said to me, go back, mm -hmm. build this thing. Mm. And after you've built it, then you can come to me. But before that, sorry. Yeah. Go fix those structures. Go fix, yeah. go fix it. And, and then I realized just how much work was needed. 
was needed. So you needed to hear that. I needed to hear that. I knew it, but I didn't realize that even the outside world knew it. Yeah. Yeah, I knew it because I got into the business and I realized that there's a lot, that, there's a lot that I need to do to get it to the level that it needs to be. But I didn't realize that even my customers knew that. So the brand was already affected. The brand was affected. Yeah. yeah. So, but, but as much as the brand was affected, we went through many debates about whether to continue using the brand. Mm, whether to change the name whether of the to brand. change the name of the brand so that we look like we are completely new. Yeah. And then when we do a little bit of a market analysis, we found that there are some people who actually love the brand. Yeah. Because Sally Dead was actually the very, very first manu milk manufacturer in Botswana. Ah. So there were a lot of people who could still relate to the brand. Yeah. So we thought instead of just ditching the baby with the bath water, rather make sure we fix. we fix. So giving up was not an option. Giving up. That's <laughs> not an option. Okay, we're going to get back to this yeah. conversation. We'll, yeah. we'll be right back. Emma, so you had to rebuild this this brand basically mm -hmm. and, and make sure that the brand positioning which is yeah. a really good feedback that you actually got for, yes. from your um, your connections <laughs> yeah. uh, um, so but now what is has been your experience so far in terms of obviously you had all these connections were all the connections really working because i know it gets to a point where um you know the connections that you had at corporate are not the same the the, the, the styrofoam cup it's no longer there yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, and um, that was a rude awakening for me uh, because I thought that with all these connections, I could just go in, pick up the phone, go into somebody's office, and actually have a, a conversation. Only to find that the owners of those businesses are not the one doing the work. I need to go a little lower. Yeah, well, they're just like they stop me in the corporate sector. <laughs> like, okay, no, I'll connect you with my chief buyer. And you have to have a conversation with them. Mm. And they, I didn't know them. And they didn't know you either. And they didn't know me either. <laughs> and to them, I was just another customer. They were looking more at my product. Yeah. Is it a product that sells or not yeah. in the retail space? Is it quality? Is it, yeah. Yes. So guess what? I had to start from scratch, yeah. from bottom. Yeah. Um, I remember my first meeting with this um, customer. Mm. Uh, coming from corporate, I was told to come at 11. I get there 11, and then um, the lady at the reception said to me, join the queue. I said, oh, no, I've got a meeting at 11. She says, yeah, so does everybody who's here. <laughs> They're all told 11. <laughs> I was like, is this how it yeah. works? And then, of course, that's where that humility humbles you. Entrepreneurship Entrepreneurship humbles yeah. you. If you don't have humility as a value, yeah. please don't go into entrepreneurship yeah. because you'll be humbled. Yeah. Absolutely. It will really humble you. It'll, it'll humble you. And when you're coming from corporate and um, mm -hmm. from these... Everybody respects you. Everybody listens to you. Aircon. Yeah. yeah. So air I join this queue and I look around and I see uh, uh, there's a, a woman there who has a bunch of uh, uh, spinach which is wilting because it's been sitting there for too long. <laughs> she's she's to trying to sell it. <laughs> And, and I said, part of it. Yeah? I said, yeah. Yeah. I've arrived. I've arrived. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. This is actually quite interesting. So yeah. how now did you market your business? How did you now rebrand the business? Take us through that okay. now in terms of now, you know, customers. Yeah. You know, this is your buyers. So this yeah. is starting to yeah. gain confidence on it. Yeah. So, so the thing that um, works 
in terms of um, positioning products yeah. that I see working a lot right now. It's actually going to social media. It's cheap. It reaches a lot of people mm -hmm. at the same time and you can do many things with it. Uh, I haven't done it. Mm. And it's not because I don't like it. Mm. Um, it's because, and uh, you, you can argue that my thing has taken too long. Yeah. It's because I was a little, um, let me use the word disappointed with our products mm. when we took over yeah. and uh, being the perfectionist that I am, I wanted to brand products that could live my brand. Yeah. And when I say my brand, I'm not talking about Sunny Dead, I'm it's talking my team. Yes. So yes. we're buying you. Buying yes. You. yes. Yes. So I spent a lot of time fixing, mm. fixing the product, fixing what it looked like, mm. fixing the people, fixing all of those the things, culture. the culture. I was actually embarrassed mm. to actually go into social media and say this belongs to me. Yeah. So at the beginning, at the beginning. Yeah. So uh, for me, positioning, I was trying to do positioning in the same way that I know how. Yeah. Let the work speak for itself mm. and let the product sell itself. Yes. And it, it has worked to a point. Yeah. But I, I must say, um, when uh, we were hit by the pandemic, uh, pandemic in 2020, mm -hmm. we were only three years old. Yeah. And that was the time when we had positioned ourselves to really go, yes, go all big onto, yeah. onto this. Yeah. Because it's also not cheap to actually do it properly. Yeah. I don't like half-done measures. Yeah. So, um, and then, of course, COVID came. And of course, that's another story yeah, for another day. Yeah. But I do want to, at some point, do that. Mm -hmm. Position ourselves properly into the social media space. Currently, I'm using the strategy where the product must sell itself. It must sell itself. And, and yeah. we have seen this happening with our drinking yogurt. It's really selling itself. Yeah. Uh, it's a really good product. Yeah. And customers love it. What is the name of the drinking yogurt? It's called Hyjo. Oh. It's, it's it's called Hydro, but it's got Silas on the side. Mm. Yes. Oh no, with the Silas on the side. Yes, yeah, the Silas on the side. Yeah, yes, look yeah. out for the Silas on yes. the side. <laughs> yes, but that product is doing so well, yeah. we can actually we can't keep up with the demand yeah. because it's a it's a great product. Yeah. So yes, it has proven that strategy to be correct to say a great product will sell itself. Yeah. But it doesn't always happen like that. Yes. You need to back it up. You, you need, need to back to it up. Have you need consistency. To, yes. Yeah. yeah, you need to, to give it a lift. Is it hard to do business in Botswana? What, oh. is, uh, what is your view on that? <sighs> it's extremely hard to do business in Botswana. Mm. And one of the big reasons that I have found out is because we don't believe in ourselves yeah. as Botswana. Yeah. Wait until people hear this a Botswana made product or is made out of. Yeah. Uh, Lorato's factory. Yeah. They say, ah, it's not a good product. It's made from here. <laughs> we stop. We stop buying it. Mm. Botswana are so brand conscious. I, I don't know. I think it's because we grew up with a, an economy that had a lot of money to import mm. things. And we live brands that don't belong in this country. Yeah. I've tried to educate people to say, remember an, a, a country brand provides jobs for you and for your you. children. Yeah. And if you don't support a country brand, you are actually just stabbing yourself uh, literally in the stomach. Yeah, You're the 150 employees. The 115 people that I have yeah. would not be there if there was no brand. Absolutely. That could that be your comes... uncle, that could be your niece, that could be any, anybody. Anybody, yeah. yes. Yeah. So yes, it's difficult to do, to do business. So we've got this stigma, mm. which equates locally produced products. Yeah to actually products that are worse Low off. quality. I wonder why, I wonder where this perception comes from. 
it, it was probably true at some point yeah. uh, because we're not known as a manufacturing company. So manufacturing is a pretty new thing in Botswana. In Botswana. Mm. So when you start as a manufacturing business, you will then go through some learning, le learning periods yeah. where in your product is not necessarily the best out there. Yeah. And, and I can live from experience. Yes. Our product was not the best out there. Yeah. We had to really work hard and that. invest yeah. actually in the factory lots of money to actually make that product to, to be a good quality yes. product. So that even when we buy, yeah. we now taste the difference. Yes, but, but customers don't give you that chance. Yeah. So, so once they label your product as bad, it stays. It's, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Branding is, is so important. Yes, yeah. it, it is so important. Yeah, once a bad experience, if it just stays. Yes, and I've seen products that were labeled as very good products. And when I went and I tasted them in the food industry, they were actually becoming very bad products. But because they started as being the product that were good, good and up there, wow. perception, that perception stayed. And even when they went down, they were still given benefit of the doubt. Yeah, And then then they're given an extra chance. And hopefully by that time they've also started improving. So they stay. Ah. Yes. Wow. Actually, yeah. this is very interesting aspect of branding that we need to go yes. deeper and we're gonna just take a break and then go. We will be right back. Welcome back as we are having a chat with Mema Loraton Takwana. We are talking about her transition into entrepreneurship and her journey um, so far in Botswana. Emma, we were talking about Botswana being, being hard to do business in Botswana. Um, so besides the fact that we don't support each other, how is the cost? What is the, how is the cost of manufacturing in Botswana? Actually, the cost compared to our South African counterparts is actually much lower. Is that right? That's right. How so? Um, for one, mm -hmm. remember, we, we've got a big country, but our markets are centered in certain places. Mm -hmm. Our big areas are centered in, our big um, customer base is, is centered in certain areas. Mm -hmm. So logistics for one is cheaper mm -hmm. than in South Africa. Mm -hmm. In South Africa, I've got a partner who has to drive 200 kilometers every day, whose trucks have to drive 200 kilometers yeah, every day, just to bring, to take stuff to their customers. Yeah. We, our furthest that we take our products to is, is Mau, mm -hmm. but we only talk, go to Mau uh, sometimes once a week, sometimes once in two weeks oh, to deliver. Yeah. This is cheaper. So it is, uh, logistics is a lot cheaper in Botswana mm -hmm. than, than in South Africa. Um, salaries are a lot cheaper in Botswana than they are in South Africa. Yeah. Again, because in South Africa, people travel long distances yeah. to get to work. Yes. In Botswana, they don't. Yeah. And the economies are different. <laughs> and, and it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a different economy, yeah. it's different pricing structures. Yeah. So, however, the only thing that's expensive is technicians. Mm. We need to train technicians. To be local. To be local. Instead of importing them. Instead of so importing them. Yeah. To bring a technician in South Africa to come in and, and uh, service a machine yeah. in Botswana. <sighs> I can imagine it's the accommodation. It's, it's yeah, you just have, yeah. And the rates per hour, and they start charging the rate per hour the time they leave their office. Yeah. To so the time they go back to their office. And they take that time, I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> of course they take that time. So, so that's the expense bit. Mm. But all in all, I I believe that we can produce things in this country cheaper. Yes. Oh, we can. Yeah. So you think the manufacturing um, you know, industry it actually has a huge potential? Huge. Yeah. Huge, huge potential. Yeah. But we have to choose our battles. Yeah. We have to choose which 
products from manufacture. We can't just manufacture everything, everything. And, yeah. and anything. Depending on the logistics, like you're saying as well, yes. of bringing in the raw materials. Yes, or bringing in, in the raw materials. Yes, yes. yes. Because yeah, well. that's, that's a factor. Yes, we should factor. position ourselves to manufacture where we've got a competitive advantage. Yeah. Whether we are manufacturing for import substitution or whether we are manufacturing for exports. Yes, all right. Yeah. Tell me about the culture that you're building in your business. Yeah. Wow, entrepreneurship is different. Yeah. And um, I've been hit by two whammies. Uh, one, I'm moving from a corporate culture to an, an SMME. Yes. But actually, not just as an SMME, but a manufacturing SMME. Yes. So the type of person who works there is like blue collar. Hi guys, welcome back to Sura TV. We'll continue our conversation with Mema Lorato Wakomo Takwana. You're going to a meeting and start to try to have a conversation? They just look at you like... Right. <laughs> what are you on about? We're not allowed to speak here. We're yeah. just allowed to listen That's and be the told. That's you said you had to so, yeah. so I had to go in and actually force them because it was so difficult for them. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the people who work uh, in my factory had actually been in my factory for more than 10 years yeah. when I bought the business. Yeah, yeah. So it was so difficult for them to transition. Yeah. You call a meeting to get everybody to understand what you are doing, vision. your vision. You give them numbers and they say, ha! Huh, She's making a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> How did you leave me? And then they get a very They don't understand those concepts. Yeah. For them, it's bread and butter issues. Yeah. I come here, I work, I take whatever little money. Oh I pay God. rent, I don't have anything else. And so as a leader, you needed to understand the level of conversation to have with them. I that needed is. to understand that level of conversation and I needed to understand what, what makes them tick. Yeah. Uh, while at the same time minding the fact that for them it's all about give me more pay like yes. they don't they don't realize that uh, for me to make to give them more they have to work harder they have to produce more they have to make everything better they have to be more efficient they must stop wasting yeah they wasting a, yeah they thought it was a one way bet yeah so so did you did you have a how is that going um, it's been how many years now it's been more than five years now. We're going for our sixth year. Yeah, how's it? How's it been going? It's going well, slow, but well. Uh, we're getting there. At least now we can have conversations in meetings. Yes, now, least, they're yeah, now they're talking. Now they're talking. Now it's good, like yeah. too much talk, too yeah. loud. So, yes, now we're at the stage where I, where I say, you also take accountability. Mm. Be it's a not, leader, in, be your a leader in your own space yeah. and get everybody to lead in your own space. Yeah. And also communicate. When, when I sit here with the team, the leadership team, yeah. when you go out there, talk to them about what we talk about. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, so. No, no, this is actually quite an interesting. Yeah. So what areas can Botswana improve on to make it easier for entrepreneurs to function? What do you think? Ah, oh, that's a mouthful, eh? Yeah. Um, for one, we have got um, many structures set up by government mm. to, uh, to help the entrepreneur, especially the small entrepreneur, yes, yes. to be successful, mm. right? Um, we have got uh, the layers, mm. where, which I chair, we have got uh, the CEDARS, mm. we have got the NDBs, and all of those. Yes. You know what I'm missing? Mm -hmm. I'm missing teach them how to be an entrepreneur yeah. and what it actually means. Yeah. It's not about the money. No. Yeah. Teach them about all the struggles that they're going to go through yeah. and all the things that are going to make them fail. Mm. 
so that they are aware and prepare for them. Yeah. And I've been asked this question before. What you would you have done? Would you like to have been an entrepreneur and become corporate, or do you like to have been corporate to become uh, corporate uh, entrepreneur? And I always say, I'm so grateful. Corporate taught me a lot of things. Yeah, structure. A lot, like, it taught yeah. me structure. It taught me governance. It taught me how to think. How to communicate. How to communicate. <laughs> yeah. Now, a lot of our entrepreneurs are young people. They don't uh, have experience. We, we, we have had yeah. it the other way around. And I really believe in Botswana we are making a mistake. Mm. I believe that people such as myself should move out of corporate to allow the young people to come in yeah, and, and use learn. corporate to learn. And because learn. when you are an entrepreneur, uh, you have to pay for that learning. Yeah. It's not easy. Yeah. But, but corporates have got balance sheets to train. Yeah. So train, get, get access to this training and then go out there and, and do your thing. Now, we do this where uh, people who are experienced, stay in jobs. They are too fearful of living, of living yeah. to make the leap. Why do you think people are so fearful of making the leap? Because Actually, it's not only in Botswana, it's in no. many countries. Yeah. Yes, it's, it's in many countries, yeah. but more so in a country such as Botswana because we don't have role models. Mm. We don't have people who have done it. Yes. Manti has done it. Look at her now. Yeah. So it means it's possible, yeah. right? And when you don't have role models who have actually done it, yes. and actually what we have yes. are people who have gone out of corporate and went right back. And went back and like, ah, it's too hard here. It's too difficult. So what does that do? Yeah. It just makes people a lot more fearful mm -hmm. that if she couldn't do it, if he couldn't do well, it, how can I do how it? How can I do yes. it? And also, let's talk about now the structures in place, like you're saying. Um, particularly with the leaders, the, the, the cedars, and if they have the funding. But then are we using the right people as well for the, for the entrepreneurs? Because I feel like we need to use the entrepreneurs to teach the other entrepreneurs. Exactly. Because as a cedar employee, you have no idea how entrepreneurship... Yes, you, you, you have the basics, but the entrepreneur is the one that you can teach. You have never experienced it. You have never experienced it. So why don't we get the, 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 the entrepreneurs to come in and train the entrepreneurs that are coming in. Would that not help as well? Certainly help. Yeah. A lot. One of my conversations at there was exactly that. Yes. How many of you guys have actually managed businesses? Yeah. So that when you go out, you know, you know, oh, you are talking from experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there were very few. Yeah. Uh, even in the leadership of Leia, there yeah. were very few people who have actually managed their own businesses. Yeah. I'm not saying that you can't learn um, some of these things, but you can learn from people who have done it. So if, if in your leadership team, you've got half the team, at least having, uh, having had the experience, yeah, yeah. they can share your, that experience with you, yeah. with the team. Yes. But if there is nobody... How are they going to... Yeah, what are they going to teach? This you, is basically you, it. You, yeah. you have no idea. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, Mantakwan, what... How many hours do you have? An average, how is entrepreneurship right now? As compared to corporate, how many hours are you working? Um, well, five years down the line, mm -hmm. it's, it's not as, as difficult as it was at the beginning. Remember, there was a lot to fix at the beginning is done. We have fixed a lot of things. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> I work many hours. Yes. And that's not because of the entrepreneur as much as it's because I'm involved in a lot of things. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Not only because of Solidarity. Not, not only because of Solidarity. And why is that? Uh, because I need to keep my mind going, going yes. active, yeah, running. And yes. So if, if I was to have just conversations with my blue-collar workers, mm -hmm. guess what? Yeah, you're going to have to pull the, yeah, Yes. <laughs> I, I, 
<laughs> I understand you very well. Do you ever have moments where you're like, what the hell have I gotten myself into? The first two years, yeah. I would sit up at night and say, oh! <laughs> Did you have nightmares? I had nightmares. I'll sit, by, I'll sit up and, and, and just literally fend myself like, are you sure? Yeah. Uh, because, because there was just so much to fix. Yeah. Um, and when your balance sheet is your own money out of the pocket, mm. And every single time, you know, I need more out of my pocket. I need more out of yeah, my pocket. And, and your pocket is getting emptier and yes, emptier and emptier. Yes, yes. It really focuses the mind. Yeah. Uh, corporates have got big balance sheets. Sometimes you don't even realize just how much you are spending. Yeah, you just, <laughs> there's a budget for it. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's lots of money that's coming back. So go ahead. Yeah. But entrepreneurship, it's all about your money. Yeah. So even somebody like me who started with their own money, at some point you realize every time I grow, it's more money that's needed yeah. for that growth. Yeah. Uh, so I go for funding and then I grow a little bit more yeah. and then more money is needed for the yeah. next growth. Yeah. And then you say, where do I stop with this? Where is this thing now going to start carrying itself? Yeah. Can you describe your typical day, offline your typical day? Yeah, so um, I, there's very little working from home for me mm. uh, because uh, my day starts when I enter the factory building. Mm. Uh, just because of that excellence thing that I always aspire to. When I enter the factory building, the first thing I see is the, is the outside clean. Mm -hmm. Are the trucks that are leaving being are they clean? Yes. Are the people who are driving them? Are you saying this is what you did. This is what I did. Yeah. So that's how I start my day. So even before I go sit at my desk, I'm already outside shouting, why is that truck dirty? <laughs> Where yeah. is it going? Yeah. Why are you looking not presentable? Yeah. Why is this being done? Why is that? So, so my walkthrough, my day starts right with the time when I enter the factory, my walkthrough. Yeah. Walk through the factory, yeah. walk through the, the loading areas, mm -hmm. and then I go sit at my table. Yes. After everything else. After everything else. And sometimes by that time, I'm huffing and puffing because things are not going well. Yeah. We're going to go for a break. <laughs> so that we can actually come back to the, and wrap up the conversation yes. and we'll be right back. Hi, welcome back. Guys, we're continuing our conversation with Mema and Papa. Mema, we're talking about your day yeah. and that you, when you arrive in the factory, first thing you check for what's wrong with you check if, the, if everything is in order yes. basically that's such yes. that's how your day looks and uh -huh. then you can go sit in your office yes. what time do you knock off um i normally go home around seven oh. or so yes uh i guess i'm used to the long hours yeah so for me long hours nothing so that's what corporate teaches because that's what, what corporate teaches, teaches you yeah. yes no absolutely yes so i don't mind waking up until late and actually i enjoy it when the factory is quietened down, yeah. uh, they leave around five, and then I can now yeah, uh, reflect and do my things because I've got people running in and out of my office all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because remember, there's an environment where people find it difficult to take decisions. Yeah. So they're constantly checking with me. Can we? Can, can we? we? Yeah. Uh, this is broken. What do we do? Yeah. And I, I, I don't even trust them to take those decisions because they're not there yet. Yeah. So there's need for an operations manager. There's need for an operations manager. <laughs> Students need for an operations manager. But guess what? Challenges that I've, I've talked about, 
how many operations manager do you think we have in manufacturing environments? Mm. Uh, very, very few. Why? Why do you think that? Because it's a new industry for us. Uh -huh. And it's the, the few that are there have all worked for big companies. Yeah. So yes. They don't get the... Uh, yeah. yeah. They, That's they, the disadvantage sometimes of corporate that it really spoils us. Yes. Yeah. Yes, we we expect does. high salaries and yes. as well as also so, yeah. things to do themselves. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Yeah. So at the beginning, I had this big stru structure, well, big in the sense that I had an operation manager, I had finance manager. But the, the kind of people who are going to come there are the people who are going to be taught by me. Yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, okay. Um, what is your greatest fear and how are you managing fear? Ah, oh, my greatest fear right now is what I talked about earlier. Yeah. If I fail, there's a lot of people who are watching yeah. and saying corporate leaders can't, can't do this thing, yeah. man. They, they can't. They, there's a lot of um, pressure mm. on me as an individual to succeed. Right. What's so? Oh, sorry, you wanted to finish. Yes, no, that, that's really it. And if I don't, I would take a lot of dreams and aspirations away from yeah. you. So you need to succeed. I need to succeed. <laughs> This, this has thing. to work. <laughs> this has to work. Because they saw me succeed in corporate. Yeah. Now, if I don't succeed in entrepreneurship, they're going yes. to say, this thing is so difficult if she can't do it. No, absolutely. And you know, the thing is, I think, I think we really need to also talk about this, that just because you fail in one area of entrepreneurship, doesn't mean yes. you failed entirely. It means diversify. Maybe it means take this route or yes. whatever. Yeah. Yes, very, very true. Well, what's your yeah. view on that? Yes. Yeah, very true. Um, I just, for me personally, I believe you can be anything. Yeah. And, and that, that belief comes from backing myself up, my yes. self-worth. Yeah. So if I fail uh, for me in this one thing, mm -hmm. I may not have the courage mm -hmm. to pursue something else. Yes. But you are right. Yes. People, people must mustn't think. think just because I've got that attitude. Yes. That is the attitude. Yes. Some people are not cut out from the same cloth. Absolutely. Well, everybody's yeah. not cut from the same cloth. Yeah. So, uh, some people may find that it's easier to try one thing and if that doesn't work, then try yeah. something else. Do you think everybody can be an entrepreneur? Yes, mm. to an extent, yes. Um, provided you've got a very good support system. Mm. I believe not everybody can be successful mm -hmm. at entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. I think it takes a certain type of person. Mm -hmm. Personality, isn't it? Personality, yeah. yes, uh, certainly. What's your favorite aspect of being an entrepreneur? Ah! You know what I love about what I do? When I go out there and I touch my product and I see people buying my product, yes. that makes me feel so good. Yeah. I feel so satisfied just watching it. Yeah. Um, I'm my own boss. Yeah. Uh, You're not reporting to anyone uh, this time. I'm my own boss. And this is your baby. Uh, this is my baby. Everything depends on me. Yeah. I, I, I rise and fall with it. What entrepreneurial tricks have you discovered to keep you focused? The biggest, biggest one is know how to manage your cash flows. Yeah. Know how to manage your cash flows. That is a biggie. Yeah. Most entrepreneurs That's, fail yeah. because they don't know how to manage their cash flows. Yeah. Um, small, medium entrepreneurship. There's sometimes there's a lot of cash yeah. that comes your way and you think you've made it. Yeah. This is just revenue. This is just revenue. Yeah. Um, I discovered, uh, again, given my finance background, I guess it was it was very a, a very quick discovery yeah. that the more I grew, mm. so um, I'm in a business where my suppliers' average pay days is 15 days, mm -hmm. um, so 30 day 
to one day and I received money 60, 45 to 60 days later. Yeah. So that gap is the funding gap. Yeah. So every time I grow. Working capital. Working capital is just growing yeah. with it. Yeah. And it can actually stop me from growing. Yeah. Because if I grow too fast, that working capital needs to come in very fast. Yeah. So understanding just that. How it, fast to grow, how to strike the balance. How yeah. to strike the balance between what I need in terms of yeah. funding and this growth yes. that, is, that is coming. Yeah. And, and also doing it in a profitable way. Yes. Because it can also grow very quickly, and but unprofitable. Wow. Yes. So, you, so the finance background really so, helps you. So understanding the cash flows, understanding what they mean, understanding um, that gap, your yeah. average. And I, I was just amazed that people don't necessarily understand it. Yeah. That, that average um, pay and average receipt yeah. uh, period. If you ask most entrepreneurs, they don't know. Yeah. No, absolutely. No, they don't. So they should do basics. At least accounting for, for dummies, whatever. Accounting for entrepreneurs. Basic, basic, basic yeah. things. Basic things. Understand. No, absolutely. This is what I always preach. By the way, it is financial literacy, education yes. Um, yes. at the end of the day. Yes. Um, Melota, how do you keep your team motivated? I remember the last time when you were at FNB, you used to buy your team nice things every year, <laughs> like literally from laptops to TVs. I, I don't think anybody can ever forget that era because everybody wanted to work for F and B at that yeah. time. What was your strategy there? And are you also doing it for this team or it's not there yet? Yeah. yeah. So um my relationship manager mm. who is responsible for my account in F and B came yes. um our first year in December mm. and he asked me that question. Yeah. So I took him uh, to the back yeah. and I say, This is how I'm doing it now. In there were food packs for Christmas. Mm. Christmas hampers. Yes. Because the F&B strategy of actually giving people things mm. was not just about presents. Mm. There was two big things that came yeah. behind it. Yes. The one is to thank family mm -hmm. and the other one is to help family. Mm -hmm. So that supports the team to work. That supports the team to work. Wow. So it was a family-based thing. Yeah. And uh, you, you have no idea how emotional family was. I received tons of letters yeah. from children thanking me for having TV in the house for the first time. And now, I don't have money to buy 115 people TVs anymore. But guess what? This is a bread and butter issues. Guess what? I, I, I lead a team that cannot even afford some of them to have three good meals in a day giving, giving to families. So I buy them food. I buy them food to take to their families yes. again. Yes. And I remember in 2020, we didn't do it for the first time. Yeah, yeah because it was a tough year. It was a tough year. Yeah. And they were devastated. Yeah. Uh, they were devastated. And I didn't actually realize just how much of an impact it is. Yes. Until one of them came to me and said to me, do you know what I do with my food? Yeah. I actually don't take it to my house. I take it to my mother's house. Uh. Because we buy like big things, like yeah. 10 kg yeah. rice, 25 yeah. kgs. This is Christmas time. Right? This is Christmas time. Yeah. We normally do it around Christmas. And I realized that while I thought they didn't appreciate it, they, they actually do. Yeah, it goes a long yeah. way. So actually, we ended up doing it in January. Yes. January 2021. The, the, um, so, so 2020, 
2020, we did it. We didn't do it in 2021, last year. Ah. So, so because of that conversation, I actually did it yes. now in, in, in January, on Valentine's Day, wow, actually in February. that's amazing. It's the best <laughs> Valentine's Day. So basically what you're saying is also, I think that the conversation here, so what it reveals as well is it's important to give your leader feedback. Because yes. sometimes you don't know. You yes. generally don't know the impact, yes. the level of impact. Yes, yes. It does. yes. That too, but also, you know, I said to them, you, it also gives you time to reflect and appreciate. Mm -hmm. It brings gratitude in people. Yeah. Because when you do things year after year, they start thinking it's a right. Yeah. So that pause. That pause <laughs> was enough for them yeah. to say, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so it's, it's, it's important to have yeah. that. So as we are coming um, to the end of our conversation, who is your greatest inspiration? Yeah, I've got... Um, many people who inspire me yeah. men and women but my greatest inspiration came from my grandmother mm. i lived the first five years of my life with my grandmother because my mother and my dad were moving around quite a lot yes, yes. Uh, my father worked in the civil service and he was being transferred as a district commissioner yeah. so he was transferred from one area to yes. another area to another area and they didn't think it was stable for me i mean they stayed in my first five years in Zabu or Hansi or mm. something so they left me with my grandmother and my grandmother taught me things. Yeah. Values that Values. you're using now. Yes. Uh, uh, my grandmother validated me oh. in ways that I didn't realize at the time uh, uh, that I got to realize later. My grandmother called me Wanyana Makoa. Ah. She spoke to you. She spoke, spoke to, to me. me. <laughs> Manifested it, <laughs> Wow. I didn't realize it at the time, but she was building in yeah. me this thing that I'm going to be somebody special. Yes. Yes, she was manifesting. So, oh gosh, this comes back to how we raise our kids. This comes back to how we raise our kids. My grandmother had 12 other kids that, yeah, my, my mother is, is the firstborn. Yeah. But I actually had my uncles and aunts who were about the same age as me or two yeah. or three years oh, younger. Yes, yes, yes. So I was not the only kid there, but he, she made me feel special. Yeah. So she was my greatest inspiration, yeah. my grandmother. And of course, uh, other great women behind uh, yeah. my mother and a lot of other great women inspire me. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm really um, a woman leader yeah. who loves um, a woman. But there are men who have inspired me as well. Yes. Um, I get inspired by men who want to do things that are bigger than themselves. Yes. Leaders. Uh, leaders. But not just leaders. Yeah. Leaders, visionary leaders. Visionary, yeah. And there are a lot in the world. Yeah. Um, one of the people that I really read up on a lot was, is Wayne Dyer. Mm. He writes on spiritual leadership. Yes. And uh, the last book of his that I read is called um, What I Know For Sure. It's a great book. Read yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It reflects it. on his life yeah. and why certain things happen in certain ways. Yeah. They are actually part of your journey. They need to be happening. They need to be wow. happening. Yes, absolutely. This is a great conversation. Yeah. Thank you for the depth. Um, thank you so much for this conversation. Your favorite all-time book? <laughs> Still the same one. But, but yes, I've read another book lately. Um, uh, it's, it's, it was written by a yogi. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm into yoga. Oh. Uh, this is this is a yoga symbol, and um, it, it, it's it, it's called um, the surrender experiment. Mm. How to surrender yourself to, to, to the unfolding events of the universe. Yeah. 
It's a great book. Just let God lead. Yes. Let God My lead. Sing. Let God lead. Let God lead. Yes. Ah. Yeah. It made me cry. Those two books made me cry. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you, Emma. Thank you for coming. It. I enjoyed this conversation. Thank, thank you, you so, so much, much for the inspiration. Thank, thank you for coming. We really, really, really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Emma. I don't know if you have any last words. I think we've spoken a lot. We've spoken a lot. <laughs> I think so, guys. Thank you so much um, for coming.